If you watched the Summer League Grizzlies on yesterday, you probably were impressed. But I'm going to take it a step further because when I watched that game, something stood out to me. And what stood out to me is this. There's something that only those players, those second-year players that played in the Summer League, there's something that those Grizzlies can give this team this upcoming season that can change the whole trajectory and potentially make the Grizzlies a championship contender. Those are the only players that can give this team this. We're going to talk about it right here coming up on Locked On Grizzlies. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on everyone and welcome back to locked on grizzlies first of all happy independence day happy fourth of july to all those who do celebrate and go out have a good time today i hope, I hope uh, you're catching this show a little bit early in your day or whenever you're watching it but uh thank you for making locked on grizzlies your first listen each and every day make sure you continue to do that as well because this episode on today is brought to you by prize picks uh the thing about prize picks is first-time users you can receive a 100 instant deposit match of up to 100 all you got to do is use the promo code locked on just go over to prizepick.com and use the promo code locked on appreciate you guys for tuning in to locked on grizzlies today and we got a lot of talk about these are my type of episodes because uh the grizzlies are back not quite but they're back uh, some of the Grizzlies were in action on yesterday. I had fun watching that game. A 94-92 win over Philadelphia 76ers uh, out there in Salt Lake City. And, again, what makes watching the Grizzlies interesting is you recognize a lot of the names. And the starting lineup was literally Jacob Gilliard, who played most of his minutes with the Memphis Hustle, got called up uh, at the end of the season uh, to, to get a two-way contract when Kenneth Law, when not Kenneth Law, the Kennedy Chandler was waived. Uh, but Jacob Gilliard, Vince Williams, second-round pick last season. Jake LaRavia, first-round pick last season. David Roddy, first-round pick last season. Kenneth Lawton Jr., undrafted signee last season, who scored 42 points in an NBA game in his first start. Uh, that was your starting five. Off the bench, you had G.G. Jackson. Uh, you had Tariq Babarevich, uh, the other second-round pick you know, from, from Europe. And there was a lot to be impressed with from that performance, uh, just – Noting the game, for those who may not have watched, uh, the starters came out. I think they looked pretty good after getting the, the beginning rough patch out the way. And the bench came in, let go of the lead, and the, the Sixers pretty much took control of the game for a while. The Grizzlies had that lead 17-16. to 16. They didn't regain the lead until Kenneth Lofton Jr. Uh, made a three with 41.9 seconds left. They were down, I believe, 90 to 88 at that time. Kenneth Loft took a confidence shot, too, walked into a three-pointer, took that shot. Grizzlies took the lead, and that's all she wrote. Teams went back and forth. David Roddy actually made the game-winning shot. Uh, Pick-and-roll situation went to the basket, and he showed why people in Memphis call him Big Body Roddy. Uh, he finished at the rim, got the game-winning basket, got a stop on the other end, and that's all she wrote. But – Getting back to my original point, because I know you probably want to know what I'm talking about, uh, what I said at the top of the segment, and that's this. 
Watching that game helped me realize something. It's something I've pretty much already known, but when I watched that game, it stood out. It's one of the biggest keys that I was paying attention to for Summer League, and it's still super early. I'm going to make note of all that. I'm not a one-game, end-all, be-all type person in no way. You're going to see that as we progress through this episode. But what stood out to me was the fact that those five starters that I just mentioned, Jacob Gilliard, Vince Williams, Jake LaRavia, David Roddy, Kenneth Flofton Jr., all made multiple threes in this game. Those guys are a big chunk of the Grizzlies roster. Jake Vince Williams is on a two-way. Jacob Gilliard's on a two-way. But David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, and, and David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, and Kenneth Lofton Jr., they have real contracts. You know what I realized? These dudes matter on this team this season. And not only that, it's not that they matter. It's the fact that if the Grizzlies want to improve as a three-point shooting team, these guys are the keys because they have the skill sets. They have the talent. They have the ability to make it happen. Let me explain. Two seasons ago, Grizzlies come out of nowhere, win 56 games, uh, jump up in the Western Conference standings, get the number one, number win the division for the first time in franchise history, blah, 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 all of that good stuff, right? But <laughs> – they finished 17th in three-point shooting. And that showed in that playoff series loss against Golden State when Job was out in those last two, three games. I mean, especially late in the fourth quarter, but they were some ugly games. A lot of inefficient shooting. Three-point shooting just wasn't there. They just didn't respect. The Warriors didn't respect uh, the Grizzlies from three-point range. And then there was this past season. This season, again, the Grizzlies, 23rd in three-point shooting. 23rd in three-point shooting. Showed its ugly head again in the playoffs. Go to the Lakers series. What do you remember? You remember uh, Dylan Brooks being wide open. The Lakers sagging off. And the Grizzlies as a team. Tyus Jones struggling from three-point range. John Morant struggling from three-point range. Desmond Bain on and off. But at the end of the day, what we've learned over the last two seasons is the Grizzlies didn't have enough shooting. They don't have enough shooting to win a championship. Just keep it real. But you may be looking on the roster. You say, well, DeMichael, <laughs> they're not going to have enough shooting again because they went out and got Derrick Rose, who I'll be, he shot the basketball a little bit better in the latter part of his career from three-point ranch. But in, in totality, he's not a great three-point shooter by any means. Marcus Smart, we've already went down that road. We did a whole Marcus Smart breakdown episode. And you shouldn't expect Marcus Smart to be a great three-point shooter because if you do, you're probably in for a rude awakening. So how can the Grizzlies become a better three-point shooting team? Because I'm going to say this. I think the Grizzlies can be a better three-point shooting team. We Remember, they were 17 two seasons ago and shot like 35%, 35.4%, I think it was, Last season, they were 23rd, and they shot, I think, 34.8% from three-point range. Basically, they're hovering around that number, around close to 35%. How can this team become a better three-point shooting team? I don't think Ja is going to magically become a great shooter. Jackson Jr. is always going to be a guy who one night he looks like he's a sharp shooter from three-point range, and the next night it's like, Jaren, get to the basket. Please, stop shooting three-pointers. You got Desmond Bain. You got Luke Kennard. 
those guys are going to boost your three-point shooting. But to me, it's Jake LaRavia, it's David Roddy, and potentially it's Vince Williams. Uh, I know I've, I've talked about Vince Williams some, but a lot of people haven't talked about him because he's on the two-way. He was the second-round pick. He was kind of the throw-in guy. Vince Williams can shoot the basketball, and I'm glad people got to see that in this last game. Finished with 19 points, made five of his eight three-pointers, and he wasn't just making three-pointers that are just, you know, wide open. He's he's pulling up in transition, knocking them down, bottom of the nets. And people always say, well, Michael, why hasn't Vince Williams been playing? He clearly can shoot the ball. Defensively is where Taylor Jenkins and the assistant coaches on the Grizzlies that I've talked to, they really like him as a defender. That's why in this, this past game against the Sixers, he got the high, he always gets the best uh, defensive assignment. Vince Williams is always going to be put on whoever the top scorer is, or at least whoever the Grizzlies think that person is. Vince Williams can defend. He can shoot. So why hasn't he been playing like that? Well, if you look at the game, he had zero assists. He also started the game, first two possessions, uh, some bad playmaking decisions. Uh, went to the basket, got a shot blocked, going at some defenders. Next one, he throws the ball out of bounds. Playmaking is not his strength. He had zero assists in this game. Even going back to the hustle, it's, it's just it's not his game right now. He's basically three and D to a T. It's no Desmond Bain to his game where you can make him a secondary ball handler. But the shooting profile is is there. That's why that's it's there. Jake Laravia. I'll get to him last because everybody's been talking about him lately. Let's start with David, David Roddy. David Roddy's been working on his shooting all summer. And David Roddy was the guy I wanted to watch the most in summer league uh, from a different perspective because I feel like he's the guy who can come to summer league and say, hey, man, I played 70 games last season. I played a bunch of minutes. Let me go out here and, and work on some fadeaways and turnaround shots and, and some hook shots and, you know, just a completely revolutionized game. Like he could come out here and just work on stuff. But what we saw was David Roddy, which was impressive to me, and I'm going to get to why after I talk about Jake LaRavia. David Roddy took shots that he would take in the regular season. Because what you're going to see is these guys' usage numbers are going to be a little bit higher than when you're playing on the floor with John Morant, Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Marcus Smart, etc. But David Roddy, his shots looked just like the ones he'll take during the season with the Grizzlies. He shot four of nine from three-point range. He looked very comfortable. He took some deep ones, too. I mean, he... He got well beyond the three-point line a couple times, and he, he was knocking them down. Then there's Jake LaRavia, right? You look at the raw numbers, so here you go with the Jake LaRavia. Two of 11 from the field, two of nine from three-point range. But what did I say in the last episode? If you listen to Lock on Grizzlies consistently, you know what I said in the last episode about Jake LaRavia. This is not about makes or miss. Not with any of these guys, but I was specifically talking about Jake LaRavia when I said this. It's not about make or miss. It's about getting the shots up. It's about high-quality shots. Because at the end of the day, the type of shots that these guys are getting in the summer league won't look like the type of shots you're going to get on the floor with John Morant, Desmond Bain, and that whole crew. David Roddy was the one guy who I saw take similar shots to probably the ones he'd get in the regular season. But that's not going to be the case for the rest of these guys. Uh, Jake LaRavia, seeing him take nine three-point attempts should, should be – everyone should be clapping their hands at that. Because guess what? Look at his percentages. He shot 33.8% last year. Everyone that I've talked to think it's going to be better than that. Like teammates, coaches, everyone, front office people, they think Jake LaRavia is going to be a much better three-point shooter. So if he's getting the attempts up, he's going to improve because that's the one knock was the attempts, him not shooting the ball. So I was intrigued. I was impressed with the fact that he attempted nine threes. 
seeing David Roddy shooting stroke, Vince Williams shooting stroke, even Kenneth Lofton Jr. knock down a couple. All these guys have the potential to impact the rotation, but not just impact the rotation. They have the potential to really shift the three-point outlook on this team. We talked a lot about who could play that three spot, right? The three-man on this Grizzlies team doesn't have to do anything spectacular. We're talking about when all the guys are healthy and the Grizzlies can mix and match lineups. If the Grizzlies want to go with a big natural small four instead of put Marcus Smart, John Morant, Desmond Bain on the court together and going small, let's say they wanted to go big, hypothetically. You'd be choosing between what Vince Williams, Zaire, Jake LaRavia, Kenneth Lofton Jr. I mean, not Kenneth Lofton Jr., I'm sorry, David Roddy. Those are the guys you'd be choosing from. Vince Williams is on a two-way contract. That probably eliminates him from the equation for now at least because he keeps shooting the ball like that. He won't be on a two-way contract forever. David David Roddy and Jake LaRavia are the two other guys you're looking at. The thing is, when you're in the situation playing with those, those other guys, with John Dez and all of them, you're going to get open shots. You just got to knock them down. The shots that David Roddy took in summer league look like the same shots he would get in those situations. And he shot four of nine from three-point range, and he looked very confident. So that was good to see. Jake LaRavia, on the other hand, he took the three-pointers. There were so many times in the regular season you saw Jake LaRavia, when he was playing at least, when he was in the rotation, passing up on three-pointers, being too slow uh, to get in the, getting his shot up and things like that, and just being very passive. Him getting up nine three-pointers, because they're going to eventually fall. Trust me. You can mark my word. Uh, he ain't going to go the entire summer league shooting two of nine from three-pointers every night. Uh, and, you'll, and you'll see that. But I was impressed with the shooting because I think those are the keys. Uh, we know Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard are going to shoot the three-pointer well. We know John Morant, Marcus Smart, are going and Jaron Jackson Jr. are probably going to be around league average or a little bit below or a little bit above it. Like, that's the reality. It is what it is. But the guys who can potentially swing things are, are your John Conchars, your Jake LaRavia, your David Roddy's, and potentially your Vince Williams with the way that he played. Uh, I think that is something to monitor. We're going to keep monitoring that throughout, through summer league. But the way that those guys shot the ball, the Grizzlies made 16 three-pointers in this game. Again, Vince Williams, five made threes. Jake Ravia, two made threes. Kev Lock, two made threes. Uh, David Roddy, four made threes. That is big to me because that's why Zach Kleiman drafted these guys. Zach Kleiman said it himself. Uh, in 2022 NBA draft, the biggest priority for the Grizzlies was shooting. We didn't. I knew at the time, it's like, okay, you're – Getting some rookies, you're drafting rookies to improve one of the team's biggest weaknesses. Good luck with that. But guess what? These guys aren't rookies anymore. They're going in their second years. They should be able to produce more. And the first summer league game was a sign, to me at least, uh, because they looked better than they did last year's summer league. We'll see how they continue to progress as things go on. But that's the second year, guys. Now we got to talk about a rookie, and that's GG Jackson. I'm going to give you my first impressions on G.G. Jackson coming up next. But before we get to that, we got to talk about one of our best sponsors out there, and that's Prize Picks. Because, you know, Prize Picks is where you go to get that 100% deposit match of up to $100 uh, using the promo code LOCKEDON. All you got to do is go download the Prize Picks apps right now. Go to prizepicks.com. Sign up and play daily fantasy sports. Remember, first-time users. You get your 400% instant deposit match. It's up to $100. You want to do $50, you can do $100. You can do you can do $40, whatever the case may be. All you got to do is put in the promo code locked on. And just don't forget, first time users, because prize picks is where you go to get your daily 
fantasy sports. Very simple to use. Remember, you pick two to six players, and if they score less than or more than the pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your monthly entry. So head over to prizepick.com right now and take advantage of that great opportunity. Coming up next on Locked On Grizzlies, we're going to talk about G.G. Jackson and what he did in his debut. Stay tuned for that. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies, everybody. And we got to talk about G.G. Jackson because he looked good. G.G. Jackson looked good. I I, I wish my co-host was here today, Joe Mullinax. Uh, I'm, I'm doing this one solo, uh, but I wish Joe was here because G.G. Jackson has game. You knew this. At least I, I, I told you this. So if you if you put any stock into what I say, you probably knew it. But this was the first time we got to see G.G. Jackson. And you got to remember this. This guy was the number one player in the country. This is when talent evaluation is at an all-time high. I'm going to recruit the country for the class of 2023. We told this whole story. Uh, he reclassified 2022. And in a way... He kind of rushed the process. 18-year-old, you know, I mean, 17-year-old, excuse me, playing against collegiate athletes in this day and age where you got uh, players taking advantage of a COVID year and all these other exceptions. Like, he's probably playing 23, 24-year-old dudes. He's 17. And there were some inconsistencies. Yeah, he averaged over 15 points per game. Scoring profile, he showed it. But he also shot below 40% uh, from the field. Overall, so the the inefficiency was a big reason why he failed to the second round. His defensive motor wasn't there. But if you watched Gigi Jackson come off the bench, he was the bright spot off the bench in this game against the Sixers. Uh, He showed it all. He had a nice pull-up three-pointer, shot it with confidence, didn't hesitate one bit, buried it. Uh, He he showed the the back-to-the-basket game. Still an 18-year-old kid. I the, the the Gigi Jackson is 18 years old. It's gonna be like you guys remember when when Jason Tatum was 19 and he was 20 and everybody's like, oh, he's only 20 as he was doing all these good things. That's how it's gonna be with Gigi Jackson. Anytime he does something good, we're gonna be like, he's only 18 years old because if you watch them, he's backing it. He's backing the man down. He's showing the post touch, nice touch with the the right hand hook shot. Then he has the mid range jumper. Gigi Jackson can be a three level scorer. What, what also impressed me was the multi-position versatility. I, I knew he could play power forward. I've seen that. The Grizzlies put him at the three a little bit. How about that? Gigi Jackson showing like some it, – it looked very like Paul George's. I mean, he came, he came off the dribble on one position, cuffed the ball, did a finger roll layup, and, and goaltending was called on the play. But that was some high-level stuff. That was that was some stuff that shows you why he was a first round uh, talent. Uh, pretty much the last two or three years, uh, he has game, and now we saw the flashes. But here's the thing: he's going to have to be consistent. You want to keep seeing those flashes because uh, I think Gigi Jackson, the 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 sky is the limit. He has limitless potential. Uh, the guy kid, he has the mid range. He showed the three-point shooting touch. And then I talked about the defensive motor earlier. Two blocks in this game. Man-to-man defense wasn't really that bad either, but uh, he got a weak side block, came over to help, and just cleaned the ball off the the glass 
uh, at one point. Then they had another block as well. I like what we saw from Gigi Jackson. I think, again, I've been clear on this. The Grizzlies are, are it sounds like they want to put him on a two-way deal. And it makes sense because you look at the roster construction. We've talked about it a thousand times. Uh, unless Gigi plays out of this world, there really isn't a spot for him. And you, a guy as talented he is, it, it doesn't do you any well, in my opinion, to just sit an 18-year-old on the bench uh, in the back of the rotation where he's playing six minutes per game, only getting mop-up duty uh, type minutes. But there's you send this guy down to the G League, go play with the hustle. What we saw, Ken Lofton Jr. just won G League Rookie of the Year. Like, this guy, Gigi Jackson, if he if he puts it together consistently, he can be in that conversation potentially to be a G League Rookie of the Year. He can be in that conversation. He is dead skilled offensively. The defensive motor stood out. And I just want to see how he's going to progress. We're going to, we're going to really monitor Gigi Jackson throughout the course of Summer League because the talent is there. Uh, Ten points in this game, four of eight shooting. Uh, I like pretty much all the shots that he got. Uh, he got to the rim. He showed the low post stuff. Uh, he made the three-pointer. So the three-level three, three level scoring, just all the 10 points. So uh, clearly one of the five more talented players uh, who, who who's at Summer League with the Grizzlies. But, again, they just they have a log jam at the forward spot, so he isn't able to start right now. But I'm sure the Grizzlies at some point, they'll get him a start in the Summer League, kind of unleash him. Because his 10 points came in like 16 minutes of playing time. Or most of the starters played over 25 minutes. So – he played – if he would have played 25 minutes, you, you're probably talking, you know, 15, 20 points uh, performance from Gigi Jackson. So really impressive showing from him as well. But there's another player. I've seen a couple people ask about this guy who wasn't there as well. And then there's something completely unrelated to the summer league that I want to touch on, uh, free agency related. A couple things. We're going to talk about Zaire Williams, and we're going to talk about the traded player except coming up next on Lock on Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies, everyone. I am your host, the Michael Cole, beat writer for the Commercial Appeal right here in Memphis, Tennessee. want to thank you and appreciate you for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies. Make sure you continue to make Locked On Grizzlies one of your first listens each and every day. Uh, we surely appreciate it. And remember, uh, make sure you subscribe, make sure you rate, comment, all those good things. But because of your comments, I, I ran across a question, and I realized I haven't addressed this as much because, I don't know, sometimes uh, when I write things for the commercial appeal, I assume I said them on here, and it's like, wait a minute, I wrote that. I didn't say that on Locked on Grizzlies, or it's vice versa. Sometimes I say things on, on Locked on Grizzlies, and I think I wrote it, and I didn't write it. Uh, that's why you should check out the commercial appeal as well, because sometimes a lot of times, a lot of my content is on there as well. But one of the things that I said on there was Zaire Williams and his situation. You get some people were wondering, why isn't Zaire Williams at Summer League playing right now? Well, let's do the whole backstory, right? Remember, we went back to exit interviews. Seasons ended, and the Grizzlies at that time sounded confident that Zaire Williams would be playing in Summer League. That was the initial plan. Well. As time unfolded, things changed, things happened. Uh, if you've noticed, Zaire Williams has dealt with some injuries in his career up to this point, and the main one has been his knee. Uh, knee tendonitis, uh, you remember last season, it delayed his start to the season, and he's kind of 
still uh, dealing with that in a way is, is, is what I've heard uh, from the Grizzlies. So uh, basically, Zaire Williams is recovering right now. Zaire Williams, uh, the Grizzlies are prioritizing having him recover away from the team. So instead of playing in summer league and potentially risking injury again, because Zaire Williams is still a big piece of this team. He has a nice, decent-sized contract as a top-10 first-round pick on top of that. Uh, he has some talent, even though some people like to say, oh, Zaire Williams can't shoot the basketball and all that. Zaire Williams is a great mid-range shooter, just not a great three-point shooter. It's the Grizzlies' job to say, hey, look, we know your strengths. We're going to cater to them. But it's been the other way around. It's been, hey, make three-point shooting your, your strength. That's not what they've told him directly, at least not to my knowledge. That's what we see at the games. Half of his shots are coming from three-point range, despite him being a much better uh, shooter from two-point range. So Zion Williams is basically recovering right now. That's why he's not at Summer League. I know some people have speculated, like, oh, does this mean he's getting traded? Or, or oh, what, what, what does it mean? Or Zaire should be there. Does he think he's better? No, 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 it's simple. It's just the Grizzlies are trying to take care of him. You saw last season he played at Summer League. And in the preseason, the knee injuries uh, unfolded. And he just couldn't get 100%. I mean, the knee tendonitis bothered him at different points of the season, and the Grizzlies are trying to get ahead of that right now. But there's another thing I want to talk to you about. That's all the summer league stuff for today. Make sure we're gonna we're gonna talk about much more about the summer league, especially a couple games coming up here real soon with the Grizzlies. But a lot of people have asked me about this traded player exception, and so I want to clear the air on that. I want to clear the air on that real quick. And what I'll say is based on what I've heard. That deal is not done yet. Very still, very much likely the Grizzlies, the sign and trade and everything is going to go through and the parts still moving and whatnot. But from what I've heard, it's 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 not done. It, it can't be done until at least July 6th. So there is a chance that some things could you know fall through the loop here. But my prediction, because I don't I don't want you thinking that. That's what I think is going to happen. My prediction is that the trade will go through. And if there's a sign and trade, most of you have noticed, the Grizzlies will be granted a sign and trade for Dylan Brooks to the Houston Rockets. Uh, the Grizzlies will be granted a traded player exception, TPE. And that would be roughly between, I think, 16 and $18 million. Like, that is a significant pl- trade player exception. Some of you may not know what a trade player exception is. Uh, basically, Acquiring a TPE will allow the Grizzlies to make a trade without having to match salaries or even send out salaries back uh, using that player exception. So let me give you an example. Let's say there's a player out there right now who's making $17 million a year. If the traded player exception ends up being $17 million, the Grizzlies can say, hey, we'll throw you a second-round pick. Instead of saying, oh, it's $17 million, that means we have to trade Brandon Clark or Luke Kennard or, you know, we have to trade one of the – or Stephen Adams, one of the guys who have bigger contracts who can help us match salary. A traded player exception could be big. The question is, will the Grizzlies use it or will they just have it to have it? Uh, past history tells us a lot of teams pick up trade player exceptions and sometimes they don't use them. Sometimes they get used. Uh, a lot of times they just go to waste. I think you only get it for like a year. 
So the Grizzlies will have a limited time where they can take advantage of this opportunity and they can add a nice size salary. So that leads some people to say, hey, look, now we can get into some of those trades, you know, where we're talking about the Dorian Finney Smiths, the Royce O'Neal type guys. And now you don't have to talk about trading a Tyus Jones size salary, one, because he's not here anymore, but two, because you would be granted a traded player exception. Now all you have to do is say here, Here's a couple picks. Here's a second round pick. Here's a protected first. Take it or leave it. That's yours. You don't have to worry about matching salaries. That's huge for the Grizzlies. Because if it's $16 million, $17 million, $18 million, whatever the case it may be, we'll find out when it happens. But with that trade player exception, that allows the Grizzlies to go out and get another, not just impactful player, but someone who can, can move the needle in this race for Memphis. So, uh, that's something to monitor as we get closer to uh, the end of the week here. We'll talk to, you know, Zach Kleiman and, and the Grizzlies uh, very soon out there in Vegas. But want to thank you for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies today. Make sure you continue to tune in. Remember, we won't have an episode on tomorrow because me and Joe, we're going to be celebrating the 4th today. I got to go be with my family. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I know Pops, Pops is putting some on the grill. Gotta go spend time with my mom, uh, my aunt, my cousin, all those good people. And I gotta eat good, first and foremost. It, it, some barbecue is calling my name, and y'all know how we barbecue in Memphis. So, with that being said, uh, no show on tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned uh, for the day after. Stay tuned for Wednesday. Uh, we'll have a show, we'll have a Thursday show, excuse me. And on Thursday, we'll recap the next summer league game, which happens to be a good one. It's going to be the Grizzlies versus the Thunder, which means everyone's favorite summer league matchup is back. Chet Holgram versus Kenneth Lofton Jr. Uh, me and Joe Munlax, we should be back together for that one. We'll recap that and give you the rundown on what happened in that game. But appreciate you guys for tuning in to Locked on Grizzlies today. And I can't thank you enough. want to make sure that you continue to tune in to Locked on Grizzlies. Remember, Locked on Grizzlies is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm DeMichael Cole. See you on Locked on Grizzlies.